ça va, tu peux le faire, tout va bien. Ok. Um, oh, I'm stressed. Oh, it's fine. Ça va, ça va, ça va. C'est parti, c'est parti. Ok, we're doing this. It's fun, it's great, it's stellar. Um, hi, hello, how are you doing? I hope you're doing good. Um, I hope you're doing okay. Because good is a lot. And sometimes okay is just about right. Um, so I guess I should preface by who am I? What is this? What's going on in the House of Commons? Um, my name is Marion, or Marie, Mary, Mari, however you decide to call me. Um, I am just a girly who's passionate about art, who's passionate about books, about music, about shows, about movies. And a couple years ago, during the heat of the pandemic, I started on Snapchat a little private story that was titled Culture of the Day, in which I would speak about a, a song or an album where I would speak about a show or a movie or both, because I'm really chatty. You'll figure that. You'll figure that out soon enough for yourselves. Um, and a book. And there would be somewhat an overarching theme sometimes, not often, but it would just be me rambling and just sharing things and sharing insights and things that I love and just being annoying about what I love because, you know, like, I don't know, I guess that's just the core of, like, who am I and everything that everybody should be. I'm just annoyingly passionate about anything that they really care about. And a couple of months ago, um, well, no, it started a, a while back. My sister was very much, you should start a podcast. You should talk about books. You should talk about movies. You should talk about actors and connection because you're always so passionate about it. And I was like, mm, no one really cares. And I don't want to be that girl who's vulnerable, I guess, and put herself out there. And then more recently ago, a friend of mine started a podcast and um, I was like, oh my God, like that's actually like easy to do. Like that's a thing that we can do. Like it, you don't need like a whole setup, a whole mic studio and, and everything. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dare and I'm just gonna try. Maybe nobody will listen to it, but it's okay because I like rambling and I don't necessarily need an audience. I can, can manage it up by myself, but... Um, and then I started talking to people around me about it and they were like, that'd be super fun and I'd listen to that for sure and you're gonna do great. And so fast forward to today, which is September 28th um, and I'm, here I am, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, I'm stressed, I'm completely and utterly very, very nervous, but I'm here. So you know what? That's a good sign. We can do this. This is going to be fun. And um, I guess welcome to the culture of the day. Okay, so um, the theme for today is, and it's literally titled, and this is very embarrassing. I am embarrassed. Um, my whole personality being Rob, Olivia Dean, and Moya. Um, so, I probably have ADHD and I get obsessive very easily and very intensely, I guess. 
And so I'm going to start like chronologically. So in October of 2020, I discovered this YouTuber named Moya who made videos named The Dublin Diary. And I am currently recording that from my Dublin apartment. So that just gives you a clue. Okay. Anyway, but, mm, let's just, let's just fast forward. Oh God, this is messy. Um, but what I loved about her was kind of like the mundanity of, of her everyday life. She was just a student. She was just going through the motion, just, you know, meeting friends and, and doing work and writing essays. And it was a point in my life where I was kind of like quite depressed like not very depressed, but I was not having a good time. And it just brought me comfort. It just like brought me this notion that like romanticizing yourself, even though it has its downfall and a lot of flaws, is just something that can be enough to keep you going and to keep you like, you know, not keep you up, but keep you sort of stable. And so, yes. Um, then in late no that was October 2019 sorry sorry that was even before COVID but that was October 2019 so moving on to let's say March or April 2020 so we're in COVID right it's fun and I promise I'm gonna stop talking about COVID eventually and there's this show called High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz and I don't even remember where I saw the ad or or where it came from but I was just like that looks dope it's 10 episodes that I, I'm gonna watch it and oh boy um that kind of like I don't even know how to explain it but that was like mind-blowing it was the best show of my life and I swear by it and recommend it to everybody that I know some people did not like it or did not appreciate it as much as I wish they would. But it is like, I don't know. Um, I'll talk more about the show. But yeah. And the main character played by Zoe is named Rob. Robin. And um, she's a vibe. She's a whole vibe. She's a terrible human being at some points, but she's a whole vibe. She's messy. And talking about messy, <laughs> I hope you appreciate what I did there. Um, Olivia Dean. So starting, I think about like June, July, 2020, I started listening to this artist that was recommended in my Apple Music because I'm an Apple Music user. Leave me alone. Um, I'm just a baby. And it was recommended in my kind of like discover, weekly discovery songs. And I don't know. I was just like, oh, that's good. I'm, the song was OK, Love You, Bye. And then I was like, okay, that's dope. And then I moved on. And then we fast forward to fall 2021. I'm in New York. Yes, listen, I'm in New York. I kind of just got dumped from a situationship. So I'm just like, okay. And then, huh, how does that happen? I get again suggested a, a live at the Jazz Cafe which is a live recording of Olivia. And I come across this song, which is Be My Own Boyfriend. And I come across Echo. And I come across What Am I Gonna Do on Sunday? And so many other really dope songs that I would absolutely recommend. And it became the obsession. And it became the time where I was just like, this 
exactly that is everything that i want that is everything that is the vibe the like vocally it's amazing the vibe is giving jazzy soul and i'm just here for it and you know she looks like me so i'm just like yeah that you know what that those are vibes um and in hindsight and after seeing her live twice now I think what I like about her is her delicateness, sa delicatesse, um, her openness and her messiness, which I guess all together, you know, like are just like, you know, things you don't really pay attention to. But when you see them, I guess, so well combined in a human being, you're just like, absolutely, that's, that's it. That's the vibe. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just a ray of sunshine and everyone who's seen her live whom I've talked to agrees that she is a ray of sunshine she is just like just whoosh kindness and 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 smiling and and delicate and open and vulnerable which vulnerable is a big theme about around here just because um it's something that I try to be but it's something that I have trouble being like just with this podcast it's just like for the longest time I didn't want to do it because I was just so afraid of what everybody was gonna say and like the you know like I don't know like not that I'm gonna get like wild audiences but I was just like you know like what if nobody cares and and this is a part of me and this is things I really really enjoy and I'm passionate about and they mean a lot to me and and what if nobody cares and that was big scary but we're grown-ups now and so here we are so those three beings and now more recently actually I didn't want to mention it because I was just like I don't know if this is relevant but um so yeah I didn't want to mention it but uh, sorry I got a text from my roommate but um lately it has been Lily Bell who's like a TikToker and she's really cute and she's a girly's girls and she's just giving the vibe she's just giving productivity but also vibes and kind of like in the way that Moya was but in a more like I don't know I guess like more like I'd, I wouldn't know I wouldn't know how to explain it and like I don't know I guess a more like not wholesome because Moya's vlogs are the wholesomest but in, in a way that's like comforting and like I guess the format is like easier to digest because like when Moya releases a video, even now, it's always a video that I'm going to watch the night before and that I believe is going to, like, you know, have me set for the week or the rest of the week or the day after. So I'm just like, it's like kind of like this very specific, almost like kind of ritual for me to just watch the videos. Whereas with Lily Bell, like the TikToker, like, you know, it's something that I can just watch to give me like a little bit of boost and just, you know, get on with your day, get on with your tasks. But that's about it. Um... I'm sure I'll have a lot of obsessions by like whenever, like I don't know, a week from now or a month from now. I'm I'm just a silly, goofy girly like that. But anyway, um, so that's that. So kind of, I guess that kind of like is the introduction part, and then we're gonna talk about music, about shows, and about books. Um, so yeah. So, music, and naturally, I'll be talking about Olivia Dean, because I didn't think it was appropriate to start my podcast, which is also about my, like, quote-unquote, all-times favorite, without talking 
in terms of music, at least about Early Viudine. Um, so I'm going to talk about her album, and I will be talking more, I guess, about other songs of hers, perhaps later on, depending on the theme and how I feel. But I'm going to talk about Messy, her, like, first album. Yeah, I was thinking of, like, in terms of college, like, you know how they say freshman, sophomore, yada, yada, yada. But her first album, Messy. So first off, um, this album is absolutely everything I hoped for and um, it's joyful it's carefree it's serious as well and it's like tackling notion that I think as a woman and just as a person I experience a lot whether it be about relationships romantic or friendships or just about myself and about mental health and about anxiety and about what you feel and and about my roots and about who I am as a being, like, you know, where I come from and, and family-wise, which I'll talk more in another episode because I have a specific song that I want to deal with, like, I want to talk to, I want, my lord, that I want to talk about. But, yeah, Messy is, it's just, it's it's a good album. Like, the only, 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 only thing that I could say is, like, a downside is in how short it is um it's not enough it, it leaves you wanting more um but yeah I I don't know I feel like I'm gonna go about how I was going with um with um with how I was doing it when I was doing it on snapchat like in the old ages um but my top three of the album would be um and I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm probably going to insert, like, a small, like, excerpt of the song. But, um, so my top three would be Messy. Ladies Room. I could be a florist. Around the corner from Riley and no man. Um yeah, so but I could be a florist and no man or in a tie. But yeah, those would be like my top three slash three and a half. I'm gonna start with Messi. Um So Messi is my absolute favorite. I've listened to it. Okay, no, wait, give me, just give me a sec. Or I have listened to Messi 251 times. Knowing that I should have prefaced the album came out on June 30th of this year. Um, when I have fell asleep just listening to Messi in a loop, I've woken up to listening to Messi in a loop. I've calmed my, I've calmed, sorry, my nerves in Paris in the subway by listening to Messi in a loop. And I think what is, um, oh, what is so, like, peculiar, and, and I think something that I haven't encountered in a song so far, and that I just, is just so special and so dear to me about Messi, is just, like, the kindness of the song. Like, it's a kindness, like, it's a song directed to the self, and it's telling you that it's okay. Like, mistakes happen. Like, that doesn't make you a bad person. Like, you might have done some really dumb shit in the past. And it's okay. It's fine. 
it's messy, but you wouldn't want a perfect existence. That's boring. And that's just like, how can you grow if you're not messy? How can you grow if you don't have like a trial of tribulation, I guess? A trial and error? Yeah. And for me, and according to my friends, um, it's something that kind of like I do. I don't know how I would explain it, but you know, it's like this kindness. Like, just be kind to yourself. And like, it's okay. Like, hold yourself and let you let yourself know that it's okay and it's fine. And it's something that my friend have told me countless times that I do with others. Um, that I'm always there and I'm always listening and I'm always extending grace to people. But I never, ever, or at least now rarely, extend that grace to myself. Like, I don't want to be, you know, like the, the cliche or just like the, the under, like, oh, I like, I'm hard on myself. Cause like, yeah, but, um, no, it's like this thing where you just like, you know, when someone comes to you and is vulnerable and you just let them know that it's okay. Like there are ways to go about it and we'll figure it out, but it doesn't make you a bad person. doesn't make you an awful being. It just makes you you and that's okay. And, and I think it's, I think the first time I heard it, I was just like, teary eye and I'm I'm a little okay I'm a little bit teary eye now talking about it because it's just something that you need to hear sometimes of like it's okay to be messy because the lyrics are the first for the first like um what are they called in, in English but the first chorus yeah it says it goes if you let it it's okay to regret it um I'm on your side sorry I had a blank there and then it goes um no need to be ready it's okay to be messy I'm on your side and I think for me it's like the I'm on your side that just always gets me because I'm like <laughs> okay because it's just it's just like so like oh, like I'm on your side like I don't care what happened I don't care what you did like you have my unconditional support and I think that's just like beautiful in so many ways um, but yeah, so, okay, enough about that. Um, the next song that I really like, um, I'm sorry, I'm having coffee. It is like 5 p.m., but, you know, I gotta fuel myself in some way. Um, the next song is Ladies Room, and what I love about Ladies Room is that I saw it performed live in Paris on a, on March 22nd, when I went to see her live, and the album wasn't out yet, obviously. And I was just like, oh my God, I want to know the name of the song. I want it on repeat. It is so good. And um, that was Ladies Room. But what I liked was that, or what marked me, I think, was like, it's in the spirit of being my own boyfriend. And it's like, I'm independent. Now, I love being my own boyfriend, but I was just recently reading about, I was just reading all about Love by Bella Hooks. And, you know, this notion of like, you're already whole by yourself and like, you don't need another half which I think are pertinent to some extent, pertinent, like it's, it's valid to some extent, but Bell Hooks was saying that, you know, what? I'm just going to go get the, the, the goop. Yes. I'm just going to go get the book. Give me a second. So it's on page 213. She says, um, when I would talk about my yearning for a loving partner, people told me over and over that I did not need anyone else. They would say I did not need a companion and or a circle of loved ones to feel complete, that I should be complete inside myself. While it is definitely true that inner contentedness and a sense of fulfillment can be there whether or not we commune in love with others, 
it is equally meaningful to give voice to that longing for communion. Life without communion in love with others would be less fulfilling no matter the extent of one's self-love. And that made me think of like, not in terms of, you know, you should like seek out someone to like fill out whatever's missing in you because that's terrible that's the worst way to go about it and that's just terrible that you're gonna get yourself hurt you're gonna fall on like people that are not suited for you you're gonna it's just gonna be a whole mess and like that not that there's any good kind of mess but it's gonna be who <laughs> i guess would be how i would describe it but it kind of like you know i don't know how to put it but you know be my own boyfriend at that time for me was all about like, I don't need anybody else. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. And, and now growing and just, you know, learning to trust and learning to love and being in a healthy, loving relationship. I'm just like, I can, I still relate to it. And don't get me wrong. I will still be screaming the lyrics at the top of my lungs anytime it comes on. But I don't know. Now I guess I'm just more of like, it's okay to kind of like, if your partner is healthy and loving, it's okay to like, they'll, not that they'll complete you, but they'll like bring out or kind of like illustrate within you things that you can improve and kind of like bounce back on, you know, like how you can bounce ideas from someone, like they'll bounce, I guess, values and just like help you just like, you know, be better and improve and just feel better. And, you know, but anyway, that's, um, see, I'm rambling. But Ladies Room was in the spirit of my own boyfriend, where it was just like, it's a song about being independent. And I don't want to say, like, I don't want to give out the inspiration because, you know, you should just go watch Olivia Dean concert or listen to, like, the recordings on YouTube because that's her story. But it's all about, like, I'm going to go out by myself. And you're not going to be that one person that's going to be like, come home. Like, you know, don't have fun without me. And listen, 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 I'm just a girly. Like, I sometimes feel like that. Like, you know, like kind of like insecurities and just like, I guess just bitterness. of just like, why are you having fun without me? But those are never things that I would verbalize because, you know, those are just like my own thoughts and my own like shortcomings, I guess. But yeah, the song is just, it's a good song. It's like, it's a song where you can just like dance and move around and it feels fun and it feels really like a ladies room like you know like um in june i went to this concert with um my then roommate um, one of my best friends and love of my life and um um so she was in the bathroom and there was this girl that was putting on makeup again and i didn't know her and she just turns to me and she's like every time i keep going like like you know when you like kind of like get your lips together to get like lipstick or whatever she's like every time I do that it gets patchy like what am I supposed to do and just get into that conversation of like how she could like you know make it better or like use like paper toilet to like smudge it in a way that was cute and I don't know it's just this wholesomeness and this like space where we're just like I probably don't know you but you seem like a blast and it's just great um it's a great song, but like I wrote in my notes because I do have notes. Check the check out the live version. The live version of Ladies Room is just so good. It's just it's stellar. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's a feel good song, and it's just it's the best. And then I could be a florist. Um, is for me synonymous of unconditional love and caring for people. And because she's like talking about how she would, you know, wrap that person a nice bouquet to say, yes, I'm sorry, for example, or she'll get that person 
a, a flower arrangement for a dinner party that would just be perfect. And like, it's all about like, um, just let me get the lyrics real quick. Be a florist, put some life up in your space. That little something missing, I'll fix it, can't miss it. I'm open every day. And it's just, I don't know, it's just like kind of like the sweetest way of saying to someone, I'm here for you and I'll figure something out and it's okay. Like, you know, like, I don't know, just kind of like once again, like vibe of comfort and just like, it's okay. Like, you know, like I'll find something, I'll figure out something and it'll be just grand. I think for me, seller. Yeah, like this whole, like, you know, I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna be what you needed me when you needed me. And it's just like pure and it, it's not like this, like a unconditional in terms of codependency, but it's just like, I'll be here and it's gonna be great. And then for No Man, it's a song about, you know, thinking that you have someone and then next thing you know, you turn around and you're all alone. And that person kind of like dipped and was like, hey, yo, peace out, my guy. And it's just like, it's giving very James Bond. It's giving very solemn, like Solanel. But it's, it's, oh, it's, a, it's such a good song. And it's just like, yeah, she's saying like, you know, no hands to catch me and no man for me. And I think at the end, she kind of like goes into like this back background vocals of like, you know, kind of implying that she wants to be loved and, you know, she kind of wants someone. And I like how she balanced, she explained it and was like, for as much as, you know, you're like, I'm independent and I'm great by myself sometimes you just need a little loving you just need a little hug in bed you just need a little forehead kissy and that's completely okay and yeah okay now moving on because i am tit chatting like my life depends on it um but moving on to tv show which is gonna be a lot obviously pretty usual um but yeah um so the tv show is surprisingly high fidelity <laughs> so the background of this, High Fidelity was initially a book by Nick Horns, I think. Hornby? Nick Hornby? It was a book that was turned into a movie, I think in 1999, with John Cusack and Jack Black. And I think Catherine Zeta-Jones was in it, and Joan Cusack, like John Cusack's sister. Um, and then it was made into a show in 2020 with Zoe Kravitz, um, and I forgot everybody else. Zoe Kravitz and Thomas Doherty. And Jake Lacey, Devine Joy Randolph, and David H. Holmes. So that's kind of like the full main cast. Oh, and how could I forget my one and only Kingsley Banadier? Mm, my love. Um, but yeah. And it's about this um, woman who's who owns a record shop. Kind of kind of bailing record shop owner. Um, and so the movie starts, the movie starts, the show starts with Mac, played by Kingsley Banadier who's kind of breaking up with her and she goes into, so it's like kind of breaking the fourth wall, but he's like, I'm going. And then she turns to the camera and she's like, my all time desert island, worst heartbreak or like top five heartbreak. And she lists them. And she's kind of like, that's the whole thing about the character of Rob is that she's a fanatic of top fives, like anything top five related. She has some, um, but yeah, so that happens, and then I won't spoil it because the way it's done is just beautiful, and it's just like, I, lo I love how it's done, but it's just a little thing about the, the beginning of the episode, but she decides to go back on a date, you know, she, to get back on the fucking horse, as she says it, and you know, and just navigates life and talks about 
throughout the 10, because it's a 10 episode series of series, series of 30 minutes each. So it's about five hours total. And she talks about all the heartbreaks. So I think, oh, does my memory serve me well? He goes, and this is how much you know I've watched the show. My top five heartbreak or like worst heartbreak are as follow Kevin Bannister, Kat Monroe, Justin Kitt, Simon something. And the fifth one is Mac, Russell McCormack. So she kind of goes over all of those like five, you know, heartbreaks and kind of like relinquish with them and is trying to see what went wrong and why isn't she getting better and like, you know, why does um, some of them are married or, or just got engaged or just doing fine? Like, what is it with her that she never gets better? And you'll see what happens, but I won't spoil it. And God knows I love to spoil things. But um, you kind of see what happened and, you know, so what led to her breakup with Mac. And I don't know, it's just, it's very nuanced and it's just like people make mistakes. And I guess maybe that should be the arc of the show, of like my, the, the podcast of this episode is just people make mistakes. Um, But yeah, and she... I, I could say so much about this show that this show that the episode would last for like an hour, but I'm trying to keep it to 40 minutes. So let's say 45 because I have a lot of things to say. But first, the soundtrack is amazing. I've discovered so many good songs. One of my favorite is "Is It Any Wonder" by Duran Jones and The Indication. The soundtrack of this show is just amazing because you know she's a record shop owner, so it's all about the music and its niche. And it just, for a time, made me want to discover music that I never thought about. And just, like, kind of, like, you know, go out there and, you know, like, I don't know, leave out of a record shop for, like, a, a day or so. But anyway, um, and having read the book and watched the original movie, even though High Fidelity, the show, is the first one I watched, um, I feel like it's the best adaptation. I I just, I remember just loving the cohesion between the characters, like between Cherise and Simon. And, you know, there's a scene where Cherise is like telling, you know, like she's like, why does Rob have this sad ass sweater? And then she goes to Simon and she's like, looks like you're about to cry. And then Simon goes, looks like you're about to do some work. And it's just like, kind of like they're bouncing off of each other in such a great way. And it's like, they're just like, they, I don't know, there is just this like, it matches. And they're not great people. They're just random people. But, you know, and even sometimes they're mean to each other. But they kind of, like, still love each other. And it's part of a routine. And it's part of, like, it's their community. It's their little, like, very small community. And I think it's just stellar. Um, it's just, the show brings a comfort to me that I, I don't know. It's just, like, whether it be Rob's apartment, which is beautiful. Messy, but beautiful. Or the record shop, or just like her her looks, or just you know the fashion of it all, it just sells it for me, and I'm just like, I like that. She's just a random girl who's in New York, and who's just experimenting or trying to figure out, you know, trying to be better, even though she's not approaching it the best way. She's trying, you know. She's like, okay, that's enough. I won't, I won't change, and you know, um, I I just think that that's just that's. That's stellar, and I love it, and it's just, it's so good. And then you have a couple of songs by Thomas DeHerty as well, which, like, oof, I think for me is one of his best roles, but that's just, that's just me. 
Um, but yeah, it definitely deserved a second season to expand on the character of Cherise and Simone and Simon. Because Simon gets an episode in the first season, but I don't know. Because, like, most episodes are, like, narrated and centered around Rob. Like, you know, she talks to the camera and she's explaining everything that's going on. And I do think that, like, they should have expanded on that. And just because the ending of the sh- of the show, you know hints towards a second season because it doesn't end like it would end in the book because there is and the the book and the movie ends the same so there is a certain like pattern that is absolutely not followed in the show which is great but also heartbreaking because you know I wouldn't want to kind of see that with the actors because I really like them but it's overall I'd say I, I mean I'm completely and utterly biased but it's a show that I would give like a 10 out of 10 and would absolutely recommend that you watch. And it's just great, it's fun, and it's short, and it's easy to consume. It's awkward, and it's cringe, and it's funny, and it's sad. And it's just, like, human overall. And, I don't know, I think everyone should give a shot at human. Human is great. Human slays. Um, okay, so now moving on to the book, which I didn't think I was going to do this one for the longest time, but apparently I am. It is one of my most recent reads, and it's Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney. Um, so I discovered Sally Rooney with normal people, as everybody else, which was a good book. But Beautiful World, Where Are You? definitely and completely takes the cake. It's so good. Like, I had to, like, physically, prov- like, you know, like, hold myself back from just reading it in one setting. It was so good. I was immersed. I was loving it the settings, the characters, I was like, I was involved. Um, But basically the book is um, based on two friends, so Alice and Erin, or Eileen, one of the two. And they're just kind of like, one is in Dublin, and the other is in, I think, a city um, on a, like, on a coastal city in, like, the countryside of Ireland. And they're, like, talking through email. And Erin works as a journalist for, like, a middle-range magazine. And Alice is, like, a proper writer. Not a proper writer, but, like, a novelist, I guess I would say. And so she's trying to work on her second novel. And so it kind of bounced back. So the setup is, like, one chapter about Alice. Then it's a chapter of Alice sending an email to Erin or Eileen. And then focused on, I think it's Eileen, and then focused on Eileen, and then the fourth chapter would be Eileen sending an email to Alice, and it kind of bounced back of that. Um, And for me, this book is about life and how sometimes you can be unfulfilled or, you know, kind of like paddling in the shallow end, as Rob would put it, and in between stages, but you don't, you kind of don't realize because you're going with, you're going through the motions, and it's not that you're unhappy but it's more of like, you know that something is off or kind of missing, I guess. Um, and, you know, kind of not doing anything about it because that's like comfortable. But also not knowing how to do anything about it, which is something I resonate about a lot. Because sometimes, you know, you're just like plateauing and you're like, what could I do differently? Well, not nothing really. Like I'm studying. I have to get my degree. I'm working. I need the money. And that's just it. And, and you know, and I'm tired and I'm a human and I want a nap. And so there is not much that I could do extraordinary outside of the extraordinary, I guess. Outside of the ordinary, rather. This is going great. This is going stellar. Um, but yeah. And then um, it's also not necessarily about an art redemption. 
But yeah, like I said, it's just trying to get out of the comfort zone or just like, you know, when you, you find that little flicker, that little like spark, sparkle, that tells you that like, okay, um, this is how you get changed. This is how you do something different. Um, and you just kind of seize it or like kind of like navigate towards it. Um, and it's about friendship and it's about the intricacies of it because Alice and Eileen, they kind of go at one another at some point in the book and it's just mean and it's ruthless and it hurts, but it's friendship because they kind of like still find their way back to each other within a day. Like they argue the evening and the next morning they're already in each other's arms. And I don't know, I think that's very pure about friendship because, you know, I think a lot of us, our generation or just people in general at the moment are really afraid of being abandoned, are really afraid of being alone. Not alone as in like just like by themselves, but just like not being able to have someone you could turn to. And I don't know, just having those friendships that are through thick and thin and that you know that you can argue and you know you can disagree and you know like you can go at each other's throat and you can still find a way to like make it back to like a healthy and like respectful communication is just it's key to me like yeah because yeah because like they say things to each other and like i want to emphasize they're never disrespectful right they're a bit mean but they're not disrespectful because for me kind of like disrespect is kind of like the threshold or the limit that you know when you cross that and when you're being disrespectful to someone that you care about or that you love it's just kind of like the breaking point for me is something that i really do not fuck with um so yeah but it, it's it's great and it's about yeah caring deeply about another soul and just loving them throughout and just you know knowing that they can do so much better um not necessarily in terms of boys or just like or, or women or like partners but just like that they can they can they are meant if you could hear that but they're meant for greatness and just like you know caring through them caring about them and with them and like being hanging in there with them throughout it all um but yeah it's very fast paced it's a book that's very fast paced and it's a l easy read um yeah and i think like i was saying i had to like hold myself back but i do think that the emails so like the chapters that are emailed they're oftentimes about two to three to max four to six pages long but they really bring out the um, a slower pace to the book because you know you're like in the thick of the story and you're like oh my god what is going on what's gonna happen and then boom chapters end chapter hand tapped oh my lord chapter ends and you're kind of like okay now i have to read the fucking email great but then that kind of helps you transition back to the other character's point of view i guess um so yeah and i think what was the last thing i had to note i think yeah i think it was one of the few books that i've read that brought out sex in a realistic manner it was nothing idealized but it wasn't something shameful or embarrassing about it as well and it was just like you know like those characters they're like meeting each other and they're getting familiar with each other and they're getting intimate with each other and you know like there were discussions about this and that and about like things that maybe one of the character wanted and the other was just like no why would i do that and it's just like i don't know healthy a healthy approach to sex which is like refreshing because it's important and we have watched as you know people living with mainstream media we've watched so many romanticized and idealized and and mainly male gazed version of sex 
that is just absolutely so far off reality. But I just think, I think this book is Tyler. Like, I'd give it a strong 9.5 out of 10. Because, like, I think I was expecting, like, I don't know. Because, like, it didn't leave me with a taste of, like, not being satisfied. It left me with a sense of, like, what would be the next step. And a bit, uh, like, a couple piece of the end, I think, of the last chapters were a bit rushed to me. Where I was just, like, I don't know. Like, it makes sense for the character, but it's also like, nah. But it, it's a great book, and it's easy to read, and it's lovely, and it's about friendship. It's about love. It's about everyday life. It's about being mundane, but, you know, just having big emotions and having a life and just being casual and honest about it. And just, you know, struggles, mental health. The whole shebang. That is what we dearly and I think lovingly sometimes call life and I think that's just beautiful and gorgeous um but yeah so um that's it that's the first episode I hope it's interesting I hope you like it I know it's in English I considered doing it in French um but je suis pas assez articulé en français je pense et c'est très terrible à dire um, c'est terrible, c'est horrible, c'est, uh, mais je sais pas, il y a des, des émotions et des choses où je sais pas si c'est parce que j'étudie en anglais depuis quelques années ou si c'est parce que je vis dans un pays anglophone, mais je sais pas, des choses que je trouve plus faciles à dire en anglais et je sais pas, plus faciles à exprimer. Mais qui sait, peut-être un épisode en français bientôt, uh, peut-être je ferai un épisode spécial France, oh, peut-être, et je parlerai de choses que j'aime, de chansons, de films. J'ai l'impression de parler avec un accent bizarre. Mais euh, bref. Um, mais oui. Je parlerai de choses... Euh, genre 100% France. Voilà. Um, but... Thank you for bearing with me. And I hope it wasn't too much rambling. I hope it was interesting. I know 41 minutes... Or like 40... Okay, I think I might round it to 43-ish. Or 45. And I know it's a long time. And I'm not the biggest fan of, of podcasts podcast i think it's just my way of just rambling and hopefully having people listening to me um but yeah i hope you liked it i hope it was fun i hope you listened to olivia dean's new album i hope you watch high fidelity i hope you read beautiful world where are you and i'm sending you kisses and love wherever you are in the world and i hope you're doing good i hope you're doing okay um yeah, I hope life is lifing in the best way possible. Um, yours, always, with kindness, grace, and hopefully vulnerability. And with love. Yours with love. Marion. <laughs>